Thanks for tuning in to Beyond the Bench. This is a podcast for athletic directors, coaches, and leaders, and it's done by three athletic directors from Iowa. I'm Todd Gordon from Greene County in Jefferson, and I'll be joined by Scott Jarvis from Ankeny Centennial and Aaron Stecker from Cedar Rapids Kennedy. If you have any questions or comments you'd like to leave us, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at beyondthebenchgls at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and let's get to today's podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Beyond the Bench, and this is episode 34 in season one. And uh, we've got the gang all here. Hello, Scott. How are you doing? How's it going, Todd? Going well. Aaron Stecker is here. How you doing tonight there, everybody? Doing well. And we have a special guest with us tonight, all the way from the wonderful state of Indiana, the Hoosier State, Rob Seymour. Welcome on to Beyond the Bench, Rob. Thank you, guys. I really appreciate the opportunity to, to be with you tonight. You bet. Looking forward to learning more about you and kind of the, some of the things that you're able to do out there. Um, Rob and I basically connected on the NIAAA portal. Um, through that, just started seeing some of his feeds. He saw some of mine, and uh, we were able to connect a little bit and uh, invite him on the podcast, and, well, here we are. So, um, again, just a little plug for that NIAAA uh, portal. It's, uh, I, I think it's, it's done a good job of being able to do something like this, to be able to connect with somebody, another AD, uh, who I think we can all get some su- support from and help each other uh, from another state. And uh, so I think that's a great thing. Rob, what have you thought of the portal uh, since you've been using it here? I think it has a lot of potential for us professionally, as you said, to connect. Um, I really enjoy the idea of the message board and being able to share and uh you know kind of it's, it's motivating i think to to log on there and see what everyone else is um dealing with and and uh, how they pursue you know pursue what their their job's offering yeah totally agree and it, it's one of those things it's it's to me it's like it's twitter i've got i always have it open um and i may go click on it and look at it once every two or three hours or when I'm just going to take a quick mental break. Um, but it's just always on, always up. And I'm able to just kind of see what people are doing and it's been kind of good. So yeah. Um, yeah. that's how we kind of got connected with Rob and uh, Rob, what we're going to do first here today, ask you to tell us a little bit about yourself, kind of where you're at, kind of how you got there, your journey to where you, where you are and, uh, maybe just a little bit about your family. Just tell us who Rob Seymour yeah. is and uh, what he does and where he does we'll it. Do. So I, I'm in Fishers, Indiana, which is just north of Indianapolis. Uh, it's a pretty big, pretty big city. We've got, um, and I grew up in the city, actually. Went to a neighboring school, uh, our sister school. And uh, so I started in, in teaching in an elementary. I taught nine years of elementary PE in a, count, in a school in our county. And then in 2003, uh, I made a switch back to uh, the, the school district I went to. We opened up a freshman campus um, 
that served Hamilton Southeastern High School. And I got a job in that freshman campus knowing that it was going to be a high school you know, in three years. Um, so I taught PE and health and basic weight training uh, for, the, for you know, those three years as a freshman campus. And I coached at the neighboring school, the, the sister school. And then when we became a high school, I was the head boys and girls cross country coach and the head girls track coach. I gave up coaching wrestling um, and then, you know, was coaching those three sports. And then uh, in 2000, about 2006, I started getting my sports administration degree from Ball State and um, was wrapping, kind of wrapping that up. We won state as boys cross country in 2007. And then uh, I had the opportunity in, at the turn of the semester uh, to go into administration. And uh, so I ended up going into the a dean of students position in February of 2008 and finished up my last item I had to do for my sports administration degree, applied for graduation, and the next day applied for grad school again to do my educational administration degree. Um, our school kind of requires that of their administrators. And so I spent my, I spent six years in that dean's position, um, six and a half years. Really liked it. I thought it was a great fit for my skill set and and uh, the interest I had. I thought it was very similar to coaching. Um, I gave up. I gave up coaching all three sports, and uh, and was just doing that dean's position. And then uh, in 2014, the uh, 2000, the end of 2014 school year we had an assistant principal left uh the building and i filled in his role for like three months and uh and then was fortunate that i got the opportunity to uh move into the athletic office so i've been in this is my sixth year of being an athletic director we've got two athletic directors um in our full two full-time and then we have an administrative assistant in our in our office um and so i've been you know i've been in this role like I said, for just a little over six years, or at six years, and uh, thoroughly enjoy it. Um, I think it's a great, you know, I've had, I, I feel very fortunate that I had the opportunity to be a dean of students and have tough conversations with parents. I think it's fit me well and suited me well with, um, with our role as athletic directors. So that's kind of my journey where I've gotten to. Um, I've got my certified athletic administrator's certificate and want to start pursuing my CMA. Uh, well, hopefully within the next 12 months. Mm-hmm. So. Good. Now, what, what about your family? What's your family look yep. like? So my, uh, my wife, Teresa, she is a assistant principal in our district. Um, she's an outstanding educator. She is, uh, she's got a, a degree in mental health counseling. She's got a school mm-hmm. counseling degree. Um, she's throwing around the idea of pursuing her doctorate. Um, and she's just, she's an excellent resource for me in addition to being a loving wife because you know she uh anything i have that i'm dealing with it's a good sounding board and uh Mm -hmm. and someone on my side right yeah (laughs) so and and doesn't hesitate to tell me when i when i need to rethink things um so (laughs) that's that's a bonus so i've got uh i've got three older children um i've got a daughter that's a sophomore at iu twin boys that are freshmen at iu and um, they went. To, they lived with my uh, my ex-wife down in Indianapolis, and then my wife and I, Teresa, and I now have a we have a seventh-grade daughter and a fifth-grade boy, um, 
and so they're they're coming up through my school system. So that's I'm looking forward to that, and you know, having them at school with me uh, here at years. That's great. Yeah, boy. Yeah, the sounding board you have with a, somebody who's a counselor and a degree in mental health. Um, that's uh, pretty advantageous for sure. But yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, hats off to your family because we can't do it without our families. That's for sure. No, there's no doubt. I agree. Yeah. yeah the, she, uh, well, very mental health is a big, you know, obviously a big thing now, and especially in our area. And, mm-hmm. and she, uh, man, I don't, I don't think there's anybody that has a better gauge of of the mental health of students than my wife. So it's awesome. Yeah, that's an awesome resource. Yeah, to I have. Think it is, and I, I think it's it's something that we've got to put a little bit more on the forefront of what we're doing. Uh, the mental health of our athletes, our coaches, um, and then just taking care of ourselves. I really, I've talked to our coaches quite a bit about that uh, this fall already um, about taking care of themselves. Cause it's kind of a big initiative in our district here in green County. And um, we're fortunate next Tuesday, we have Royce white coming to speak. Oh, nice. He'll be in yeah, all day. Uh, Royce White is former Iowa State University basketball uh, superstar, really. He was a tremendous player. Um, and if anybody remembers, he was Royce's the one who would not fly. Mm-hmm. So that he they drove him to every game. And then he was drafted uh, fairly high, uh, I believe by Utah, if I'm saying uh, that correctly. Houston, or was it Houston? Houston Rockets. Houston. Yep. Houston Rockets and uh, you know basically his career was cut short because he he wouldn't fly he couldn't fly Um, so in the meantime Royce has become very on the front lines of the mental health issue and and is speaking and uh, we're going to have an opportunity to have him here talk to a lot of our middle school kids going to talk to our student council I'm going to have a Q&A session with him with our coaches and directors for about 45 minutes. Mm. And uh, then I'm going to have the opportunity to eat supper with him. And then he's going to speak and do a community presentation then at night. So next Tuesday will be a big day here. Yeah, that's awesome. I just, I, I just think it's something we have to educate ourselves on a little bit more um, with the mental health thing. Because I think we just – in our society in general, I think it's been ignored – and I, I think we have to kind of got to be better at it. Yeah. Well, our athletes are definitely putting pressure on themselves. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. They are, and they get pressure from so many outside sources um, that we have to help them. I think identify that, and yeah, I think we've just got to help our coaches too yeah. with the pressures we get put on them. Um, from parents and outside sources too to do this and do that and play this and play that. And, yeah, I, I worry. Uh, I worry about our kids that are, and I see this all the time. Is our kids are getting pressured by parents to to be involved in a sport that you can just tell they don't want to be involved in, and they just. I mean, it's just sad. I just see a lot of kids that are in situations where they don't really want to be out for a certain sport, or or even being participating in a sport but they just feel so much pressure from their parents that they have to be involved that a lot of other things just fall by the wayside and i think a lot of them fall into depression just because of that and it's sad to see mm-hmm. yeah it really is agreed 
Well, let's go to our uh, weekly feature. What's up? What's down? We need to have, have and... some theme music for this tie. We got to figure something in there to get some theme music for our se- what's up, I what's do. down segment here. I, I got to start getting some little segue music in here. <laughs> um, that's next level season two stuff, I think. <laughs> well, I was now hold on. I was going to ask about that. You refer to this as episode 34, season one. When exactly is this? What, what defines the season for us there, oh, fearless leader Gordon? <laughs> we are, we're still in the first year, so okay. I'm just going by years. Okay. Right. okay. Uh, I think when we hit December, that will start season two. Gotcha. Okay. Because I'll look back, but I think our first episode was either late November, early December. Yeah, I think you're yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I must have missed that strategic planning meeting. Uh, <laughs> So I, I didn't know when you confused me. Season one, I'm like, really? There's going to be a season two? I just thought. We well, that's were- the that's the podcast and the the fiscal year for podcasts. Is <laughs> gotcha. December. All right. I'm assuming we'll be re-upped by the network. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I... We've been asked not uh, to return. So we're going to go. What's up? What's down? And um, we're going to start with what's up. And our order, I'll go first, and then Scott, then Rob, then Aaron. So we'll do what's up first and then come back around and do what's down. So uh, what's up for me is Play-Doh. Yeah. And uh, here's why. We, uh, I kind of mentioned we had a Play-Doh drive a couple weeks ago, and we had our kid captain, uh, Avril, who five years old, been battling leukemia for – uh, two years since she was three, and I just can't fathom that. Uh, but just a brave little girl, and uh, right now she's cancer-free, thank God. And uh, she rang the bell today for her last chemo treatment down at Blank Children's Hospital awesome. in Des Moines. And today our football team and coaches delivered 3,140 cans of Play-Doh down to the hospital. Wow. From our Play-Doh drive, so... Um, just a neat, neat experience. I had a, a conference meeting today, or I would have gone with them just to be able to experience that. But really proud of our communities. Uh, Gilbert Schools com- uh, contributed to that as well when we played them. Um, and so really, really happy to do that. And another neat thing that came from that, uh, received an email last week from the Atlantic Student Council and we play them this week, and they're doing a Play-Doh drive during their homecoming oh, cool. as well. So I will drive down there sometime probably in the next two weeks and pick up some more. So we'll make another delivery down there um, in the next couple months again uh, with some more Play-Doh. So uh, really, really cool. That was a neat, neat experience for our guys and our coaches and to be able to do that. So, And the best part of it all – is Avril got to ring the bell today yeah. while they were there. Um, so that was a neat experience. That's cool. Well yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Yes, well that's cool. Well, I got it. We, we are What's talking about, uh, you know, mental health. And uh, I just want to give a what's up to all of our guidance counselors out there. We've had some, you know, obviously we all deal with issues with kids that are either dealing with depression or, dealing with issues that are at home or, you know, addiction issues. And um, just a shout out to all of our guidance counselors, 
not not only in Iowa but across the nation that are helping our kids through some tough situations and um, just really appreciate all the support um, that we get from our, our guidance counselors. Um, and just a, a big shout out to all of our guidance counselors at Centennial who uh, they're, they're in the struggle with us each and every day dealing with a lot of different parent issues, but just uh, more so just helping our kids through difficult times and situations. So uh, that's my, that's my up for the week. That's a great one. Totally agree. Yeah. Well, my up for, uh, you know, looking at this week, knowing that we have fall break next week, uh, as I kind of mentioned earlier, so that my fall break is my up. I'm going to get some time with my family, <laughs> yeah. uh, eat some popcorn, watch movies, play, you know, uh, miniature golf, and be by the poolside in Florida. So that is definitely my Oh, that's up, awesome. That's a big one. That's a mic drop show over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> When's the plane leave, Rob? Uh, Friday. We uh, we actually are going to fly out of Cincinnati, so we leave after school on Friday, and then we'll uh, leave Friday about seven o'clock. And uh, you guys will appreciate this: we fly back in on Friday morning, and we host football Friday night. So, oh, jeez, <laughs> ouch! So I'm really counting on a flight that's on time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So you, you must be on the road this week then. Yeah. Unless you fly out early. Nice. Yep. We road are. football games. We talked about that last week. That's a big up. That yep. is a big up. It's a big Friday. Yep. So. All right, Aaron, what's up? All right. Well, uh, I'm going to give a – I tell you what, one of our big emphasis, uh, emphases, I suppose, as a, as a coaching staff, we started talking about last spring, was we just – We've seen a lovely off and maybe a dip in our competitiveness uh, in our programs. Um, but, and, and we start with ourselves as coaches. Um, have we become complacent, um, not pushing buttons, not driving kids uh, as, as hard, pushing kids to become uncomfortable as, as hard as we should be? So we had that conversation first, and we started looking at our kids and talking about our kids and, and getting them pushing themselves harder. And we really made raising our level of competitiveness um, – in, in practice and then get that translate to games as kind of one of our key emphasis is emphases going into the end of the year. And, you know, we're two thirds of the way into the fall season, a little bit two thirds of the way in the fall season. And it's just been fun to watch the intentionality of that. And, and I think I'd hope the folks who are playing against us are noticing I'm seeing it. Um, there's just a different feel. Uh, and so kudos to our seniors. We've challenged them to take it on uh, as a legacy piece for them. And, uh, they're raising that level up as players. I, I see my coaches raising their level up, and it's just been fun to watch uh, watch the beginnings of this. And want to see it keep growing, obviously. But it's been a nice start. Awesome, great, great. Yeah, I congrat. I think uh, both your golf teams qualified for state. Is that correct? Yeah. Yep. We kind of had a surprise one. We kind of snuck in there, so the, the kids are excited. Yeah. yeah. Good. Good. Yeah, we did. We got a couple. All right, so now we're gonna go through that, and I'll I'll hit mine real quick because it's it's kind of heavy, but I, I just just cancer sucks, and um, got another friend out in western Nebraska who just has started his battle with cancer and uh, had his first chemo treatment today. Uh, Shane Coop, just a friend I've had for about the last twenty. 20 years, um, really through music, and um, he's a worship pastor, 
And uh, so just uh, praying for him real heavy right now. But um, just again, that cancer, it just sucks. It, it sucks. Yeah. So that's not my down, but I, I just, he's a man of faith and he's a, he's going to, I know, uh, attack it with a lot of faith. So yeah. uh, thank you, Shane. Scott, what's down with you? You know, uh, gosh, I always hate talking about bad stuff. Um, you know, I, I just think for me this this last week, it's just my down has just been just kind of fighting through some uh, some tough issues this past week. And, um, you know, obviously, uh, as athletic directors, we always get a we always get to deal with fun stuff, even though it's not our problem or it's out of our control. It's still um, our problem. So, and Todd, you talked about this. I think it maybe was even last week or even the week before is just having grace for people and, and giving people the opportunity to talk, talk through situations. And just, instead of just saying and thinking of the worst of people that we try to think the best in people, uh, that's been my, that's my down for the week. Mm-hmm. Yep. Rob, what's down with you? Well, this year we uh, have the opportunity to host the state soccer and we're going to host boys and girls, which is, Oh, wow. It's a very cool event. Uh, but we were hoping to have our boys team, you know, maybe push through and, and be able to represent our school at a, at a home contest at the state meet. We got beat tonight in the semifinal, mm. um, you know, so it's unfortunate. We got a great group of uh, kids. Our coach is in his second year with us and he's just really, he's really turned our program around, uh, re, you know, redefined the culture of the program. He's super organized. He's got great relationships with his kids. Um, and it's just tough to see them lose uh, a match tonight, you know, when we had the opportunity to maybe play for a state title at home. So that's that's kind of my downer. Yeah, that's too bad. You feel for the kids and the coaches. Yeah. Well, you and uh, you and Todd can uh, swap hosting state soccer stories offline. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I did that for four years down Des Moines. Wow. Yeah, yeah that's so. He's your, Good stuff. He's your man if you got questions. Yeah, it sounds like I'll be reaching out. <laughs> there, you go. there you go. All right. Just have a comfortable chair. That's my advice. <laughs> and a nice okay. bucket hat. There you go. And a lot bucket hat. I've got those and then good volunteers. Yes. There you go. Yep. All right, Aaron, what's down? What how many minutes have been talking? No, I'm just kidding. Um, you know, I had a couple <laughs> ways I was gonna go with this, but but I'm gonna I'll stay away from the school stuff. You know, the relentless of fall, relentlessness of the fall season has reared its ugly head, but I'm going to get past that, and, and I'll come to a, maybe a little more humorous down. So Sunday morning, uh, we're, uh, it was actually great up also. We had all of uh, my wife Jeanette's family in the house. We actually had 21 people staying overnight in our house uh, oh, Saturday night. Um, and Cedar Rapids is a big breast cancer run uh, on uh, they had this last Sunday at 14,400 runners and walkers here on Sunday. And my family has run in that now for 15 years. Um, Jeanette's family, extended family, has joined us for the last 13 ever since her mom passed away back in 2007. So it's our 13th family run honoring her mother. And so that was the up part of it. I had a great time with family in. So we're running the 5K run, and and you guys know I, I'm I, I'm a waddler. I won't say I'm a runner, but I'm a waddler. And uh, so I'm running the 5K, waddling the 5K, and my son, William, who just graduated, has not run since track last spring. And 
he's eating Oreos and he's just, he's not. <laughs> and he goes out in front. He's ahead of me a little bit, but I, he, I, he's within, I can see him. He's in with visual distance. I'm staying, I'm staying close to him. And then I start to reel him in. I'm thinking, okay, he's getting tired. I'm reeling, <laughs> I'm reeling young pup in. And we're at about two and a half miles of the 5k run. And I pass him. We're heading to Czech Village, and I'm on a little downhill kind of a bridge, and I pass him, and I said, don't you worry up me. I just got a target time. I'm just running. I'm not trying to show you out, which, of course, I was. <laughs> <laughs> we, we keep going, and I'm coming up, coming back around, going back over the river, over the bridge, and he, that, he, that little stinker kicks it into, you know, he's got 18-year-old legs, and I don't, and he passes me up and kind of beats me pretty soundly in the in the end, and taunts me a little bit so i thought i had i thought i was going to show my son i can still beat you and no such luck didn't happen didn't happen i was a little disappointed 18 year old legs went out again yeah they they tend to do that yeah i guess so i thought the old man had it and i didn't fellas oh well you gotta tuck in and hide yeah you gotta tuck in and hide behind someone when you're making that pass <laughs> yeah. Oh no! I, you got the I cross country been... coach here, Aaron. You should have gotten some, yeah, some I tips. I stood up, but ego got the better of me. I I wanted him to know I was passing. <laughs> that was my mistake. Oh, uh, good stuff. That's a neat experience then for your family to do that together. Yeah, it really was. Um, we have a twenty-four total runners on the team this year, and twenty-one were staying overnight here. And wow. the house was a house was a mess. Oh boy! Oh, I bet. But uh, but a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. All right, guys. Thanks for playing. And uh, Rob, thanks for joining us on that. So, okay, we're going to go into some questions now with you, Rob. And uh, basically, just this will be job related, you know, uh, leadership related. We're all here to learn and share with each other. Yeah. So, you tell us right now a little bit what what's a big initiative that you are taking on right now in Fishers at your school? Yeah, we uh we're in our third year with the Inside Out Initiative with uh, um, NFL and the Colts and uh, you know Jody Redman and 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 so that Joe Airman. Yeah. And, uh, so we started that like I said about three years ago, and this year we're really trying to launch it into uh, tying it in with our athletes and our coaches and what we've done is we tried to re kind of revamp how we're doing our coaches meetings. So our first coach meeting uh, in the fall, we invite all of our coaches, lay coaches, head coaches for every season. Um, and we had a guest speaker come in, a sports psychologist. And uh, so we did a, you know, he came in and spoke to our, our coaches and, um, and then we real quick at the end took care of the nuts and bolts of the meeting and, and then dismissed. So that kind of launched us into this year. And then our next meeting we got coming up is um, kind of targeted at our fall or our winter, um, October, but we're going to be October 24th. So what we're going to do then is we're having um, a short meeting with our coaches, about 15 minutes, and uh, and then we'll uh, you know also have some pizza and, and meet and greet right there in that first half hour really, and then we're going to have all of our athletes come in, and so it'll be all of our athletes, all of our coaches, and we have a nutritionist coming in to talk. And so we're kind of mm-hmm. getting our athletes in the gear of listening to more than just X's and O's from their coaches. Um, and then we're going to do the same thing again in the spring. So we'll bring the coaches in, meet with them real quick, 
bring the athletes back in and have another guest speaker. Um, so that's a pretty big initiative for us because it's, again, just trying to reach out to our athletes. Um, you know, mental health can be a piece of that. Uh, and we really got – we're going to try to put the, together a good curriculum that uh, meets the needs of our coaches and meets the needs of our, of our student-athletes. So, Rob, is, your, is this a, a district – our school initiative is this part of like I know some states out there are, are doing it statewide. Is this a statewide thing in Indiana or just a school thing? So with the Inside Out initiative, that is a um, it was a statewide. It was open statewide three years ago, and we were in the first okay. we were in the first cohort. And um, so we go, you know, we've gone we go multiple times throughout the year um, to kind of progress along that. Schools are moving at different rates. Obviously, um, you know, some are still defining their transformative purposes and their values <laughs> and uh and, and we've got some coaches that are there obviously as well and um and, and so the the piece of the re redoing and redesigning our coaches meeting that's just a school so that's yeah. us, doing, okay. us trying to find different ways to meet the needs of our you know coaches and athletes that's awesome thank you so when you're saying like this winter or the winter coaches meeting, is that just your winter coaches or is that all of your coaches again yeah, we'll, every season? Yeah, we'll invite them all again. Um, <laughs> so we, it's kind of the old paradigm, right? Fall, winter, spring meetings. Um, mm-hmm. So really we're just doing the three meetings, um, but everybody's invited. We've really a neighboring school. I spoke with their AD a while back and, and one of the initiatives that they were really trying to do was connect with their assistant coaches. You know, you got a lot of lay coaches and so yeah. that's, that's something we've been doing for a couple of years now. Like when we need to email or communicate with our coaches, it used to be, hey, head coaches, here's a message, share this. Now we just we email all of our coaches at once. And yeah. so and just trying to build those connections with our, with our assistant coaches that aren't in the building with us. Um, yeah. So that's, you know, we find that that's important. We've, we've got good response from it. And, uh, yeah, it's fun. Yeah, that's a good idea. I think, I think that's a, a great approach because I think um, sometimes assistants, you know, in my dis in my school now, I oversee the middle school as well. So, I think sometimes the assistants and the middle school coaches in my situation could be forgotten. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and right, we just and that's the way I was when I was in Des Moines and just had you know eighty some coaches. It was like I'd communicate with the head coach and on down, but. I don't know that that was the right approach. I don't think it was because I did not know my assistant coaches well enough. And that's one thing I've been trying to do here. So I think it's a great approach, Rob, and uh, really important. All right. So, Rob, we're going to shift gears to officials. Here in Iowa, we are experiencing uh, a shortage in officials, uh, and it's started in certain sports and expanding into other sports uh more are retiring that are coming into it and those who come into it don't stay very long so um question you guys experience the same thing there in indiana and if you are maybe what are you guys doing on the local conference and state level to positively impact the uh the shift in officiating yeah the question you just the way you presented that sounds like you live in indiana um we're, we're, we're definitely some sports like swimming, for example, the average age of a swim official in Indiana is pretty high. Um, there's not a lot of new ones coming in. So we're definitely – we're fortunate at my school. We use some assigners for sports and uh, a lot of – so we don't have a lot of problems getting officials 
but we do know that when we're getting officials, there's a very good chance that someone else in the state may not be. Um, so we, you know, we've, there's been times when we only get to use two soccer officials instead of three mm-hmm. uh, at some levels. Um, so we are, we are feeling that and our, one of our assistant commissioners with our state association, she's done a really good job of, of trying to, you know, attain officials and then also come up with the, you know, the way and the methods of retaining them. Um, so that's, it's, it's definitely a challenge. Um, we have a sportsmanship initiative going on right now from our, again, from our state association and obviously from the NFHS uh, in conjunction with them and just really trying to attack the sportsmanship of the of parents and how we're, you know, how we're treating our officials. And I'd say that's where a lot of our energy is put right now is just on how we treat them. Uh, our conference every year, we have a leadership retreat and we've kind of named it now a sportsmanship retreat. So from the, you know, we're having kids come in and design, they designed a, a message that we share at our, at our contest to just address the sportsmanship and and uh, how we're behaving at games and hopefully making a better culture better do come to us. Have you seen a, a positive impact in your student behavior with that conference? Yeah, I, again, I think a lot of that is um, the culture of individual programs and the leadership there. Um, so, you know, we're sharing that with our coaches as well. And, uh, and so I think, you know, I wouldn't say our, our athletes, the sportsmanship is probably not the issue. Um, they do a pretty good job of being good sports and being respectful of the, of the, uh, of the contest and the officials. And, uh, but you always have some that, you know, want to push a little bit and become a little bit more passionate and emotional than they, than they need to in a situation. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Mostly it's been, uh, been addressed at the parent level and, you know, the more, the more positive messages we can get in the, into the hands of the of the parents, you know that's a be, that's definitely a benefit. Um, yeah. We've got a sportsmanship pin. Like they, the uh, state association sent us out posters, and they sent out pins that you can recognize people at your contest with. And predominantly, we've been uh, I would say most schools have been recognizing kids for their behavior, but again, some are recognizing officials, some are you know recognizing uh, workers, and and so that's that's a positive. Mm-hmm. Hey Rob, this is Scott. I'm gonna kind of change gears on us here, but what are some fundraising inif- initiatives you have had some success with at your school? Yeah, so our, when you look at the fundraising we do, we have a, a booster club uh, called Tiger One that oversees all of our um, athletics. We, each team has their own booster club as well, but this is a 501c3 that tries to support all Tiger athletics. And, uh, you know, we've done a casino night a couple of years, and that was, that was pretty uh, a good time, very successful for us raising money. We've done an event at Top Golf, um, mm-hmm. you know, and those are really the ones we've tried to do. Um, we did a membership, just a membership drive with them one year, mm-hmm. seeing how we could do with that. But I would say that the majority of the funds that are being raised from our school have been done by the individual booster clubs. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and some of those put on golf, like we have two or three teams that put on golf outings. Uh, we have obviously your traditional dime to donate. Um, yep. The the one that made probably the most money for our kids that we kind of have gone away from is like the uh, the the fundraisers that don't have any product. You're basically just asking for money. Uh, yep. Emails and 
And we yep. kind of gone away from that. We didn't feel it really fit what we were wanting to do. Um, mm-hmm. But it uh, it definitely made a lot of money. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Want to ask you. a qu- question if I can on your so balance the balancing between your your primary Tiger One booster club as your overarching versus your individual uh, sports booster clubs. What's the do those two work well together? Do they work in concert with one another? Are they oftentimes are you finding issues trying to, with parents only wanting to support one versus the other? How do you balance that? Yeah. So. That was an interesting uh, dynamic when we first launched the Tiger One because it's just been, um, you know, like three years ago. Um, and some of the, I think some of our successful booster clubs were a little apprehensive about joining and, uh, and being a part of it just because they're fear of losing some power. And, mm-hmm. But a lot of our booster clubs, you know, they're supporting the teams for, you know, their money's going towards like, uh, you know, the team meals, maybe when they're on the road, they're, um, end of the year banquet, coaches gifts, seniors gifts, you know, things of that nature. Um, Tiger One does a really good job. And I, we do four scholarships a year. Um, so they give money back to some graduating seniors that, mm-hmm. you know, they have the opportunity to apply for the scholarship. And then every sport gets to offer up a wish list. And, uh, and that wish list, the donate, the, the money back to the programs is kind of directly related to the involvement of that individual program. So the more involved they are, the more people they have that um, are members, then it kind of benefits them, you know, financially. So it, it's the strength, the strength of it, and the connection is getting getting stronger each year, and uh, and so it's you know really, it's a it's a benefit to have that pro that overall program because not all of our, not all of our individual boosters are five hundred one c threes, so therefore they can't give the tax exempt and all that. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Good stuff. Rob, then we're going to talk a little bit leadership here on this next question I've got for you. You know, in your current position, you've been obviously in that, you've been in the city for a long time, but um, in this position now for six years, uh, what's one of your biggest challenges you have as a leader um, day to day or just that you've kind of experienced? One of your bigger challenges that you've had there? Yeah. Yeah. I think probably the same challenge that almost everybody has, right? Is how much do you lead? How much do you manage? And, um, mm-hmm. and so, you know, listen, it's, I was listening to one of your podcasts, uh, earlier podcasts, and you talked about how, how you kind of, you know, someone kind of splits those up and they work on being a leader or being a manager in the morning and then they transfer into the leadership in the afternoon. And, and, uh, you know, I kind of do spend some of my day in that manner. Um, most of our coaches have seventh period prep. Um, so I try to, that's where I, you know, have a lot of my coaches meetings when I'm meeting with them. Um, but that, you know, just most of our job is so reactive and, uh, accommodating, I see, I think. And, uh, and so sometimes it's very difficult to, uh, to have enough time to launch something, you know, a new initiative that's going to have great impact on the athletes and, and really the purpose of why we're there. Um, mm-hmm. you know, the, so I think with proper preparation and months in advance planning best we can, uh, you know, that, that frees up some of that time, but that's definitely a, probably the greatest challenge I have. Yeah. I think that's a great, that's a great way to put it that most of our job is reactive and accommodating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, that's a great quote. I like yeah. that. Yeah. That's 
an AD, accommodating desires, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> that's a that's a whole wow. that's a that's a book title right there. Oh. Accommodating design. All right, I got it. It's written down. Yeah, we got it. We're good. We're going. Hey, Rob, this is Scott again. What has been one of the happiest moments that you've had as as an athletic director? Yeah, um, probably the spring of 2018. Our boys' baseball team uh, made a run and won the state championship. And, and that, you know, coach, our coach for baseball, he's been with us since the very beginning. And, uh, and he's just done such a great job of developing a, a culture in that program and developing a coaching staff. And, you know, winning a state is, is enjoyable. Obviously, you want your home team to win. Yep. But just seeing the, the enjoyment of those coaches and those athletes and knowing that they've, you know, been working so hard uh, at trying to get to that level. So I think that was probably my like the single happiest. Uh, mm-hmm. I think you know, but I when I was reflecting as I as I reflect on this, probably my favorite moment that I get to mm-hmm. every year is graduation. Yeah, you know, I think that's what that's probably and that's awesome because it's it's reoccurring, right? You get the every year you get yeah. to experience it again, and so graduation, graduating seniors and seeing that enjoyment from them, that's probably my favorite thing of being an administrator. Yeah. Do you do you do any kind of uh, like senior uh, student athlete recognition ceremony, anything like that? Yeah, we, we do. We, um, okay. Yeah. We recognize, we have senior awards and, yep. um, and because it's really an academic piece to it. Yep. So, yeah. and uh, what we do, because we have so many that uh, meet the criteria. So we have a senior day and they, we do a lunch for the seniors and okay. we, in the auditorium, we present all those senior academic awards that day. Okay. That's cool. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's good. It's good to celebrate the student athlete, right? Yeah, no doubt. That's awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, definitely. So, Rob, this is always one of my favorite questions that we ask uh, guests when they come on the show. Uh, so, if you could go back in time and, and give advice to a to a young Rob Seymour, uh, whether it just be starting as an educator and coach, or whether it be um, on your administration journey, uh, or both. But what would be advice if you go back and give advice to you just starting out on those two journeys? Um, what advice might you give yourself or what might you do differently knowing yeah. what you know now? Yeah, I think as a young um, educator, coach, I think I would really encourage my younger self to focus on why you're there. Know, mm-hmm. you know, know your purpose um, and just and listen listen a lot more than you talk. Um, you know, young coaches, sometimes they need to be mentored and they need to be quiet and just absorb some of the, you know, the advice and things that happen around them. And uh, I think that's, that might, that'd be very useful knowing that early on. Um, so, you know, being a young educator, uh, as far as a young administrator, um, we, you know, I get this question a lot, like, cause we've got some young kids coming up and they're young coaches coming up and they're wanting to figure out how to get into being an AD. And, uh, in our area, I would much, I advise them to go into the educational administration, um, uh, much more than the sports administration. Um, just because, you know, you, you're doing a lot more than just taking care of athletics. You know, you're, 
you got to learn to talk to parents. You got, there's a lot of things you got to be able to be organized. And I think my educational administration uh, background helped me more than what, you know, the sports administration did. Um, so those are probably the two big things that I would probably recommend if I had to start over again. Hmm. Good stuff. I wanna, well, can I stay in the advice thing for a second there, Todd? I want to I wanna go back you to bet. something you said. I'm going to stay in the advice piece here, but I want to go back to something you said earlier when you were just sharing your journey. You talked about being dean of students for, for six and a half years and yeah. how uh, the skill you developed in terms of having tough conversations um, benefited you when you took over as an AD. Can you talk to us about maybe some of your strategies in managing tough conversations with parents and maybe diffusing or um, uh, de-escalating tough conversations that we have in athletic administration? Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, it almost goes back to like how Todd said, sometimes you got to listen and give grace, right? Um, and so when I was in Dean's office, sometimes I would learn that I had to give credit where credit was not due. <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> parents may may not be getting their kid up to send them to school, um, but if I'm going to be talking to them about about their attendance, you know, I would say, hey, look, you know, we want the same thing. I know you're doing your best. I know you're really working hard with your kid to get them to go to school. And so you, you kind of have to, you know, give them something that they want to hear. Get them on your side. And um, and so you know that they weren't always doing what they're supposed to do, but I always would say that they are. I always give them that credit um, because they really, they do want the best for their kid. They just may not be doing it in the same way that you would do it if you were parenting, um, but they still have great intentions. And so I guess I always try to recognize those intentions and, um, and just, you know, and then as far as the, the student relationship piece, it was just so important to, um, to not get, not, not put emotion into it um you know whatever they did wrong it was it wasn't them. i mean it was their action and i tried to let them understand that i was not mad at them i was not going to get emotional about their you know their misbehavior um they just made a poor choice and, and i always felt that i was in that coach's role that how do i get them to the to the next step how do i get them in a positive direction and uh and sometimes you just hope that they mature out of those phases before something unfortunate might happen. And, and uh, so that's kind of the direction I always take with, with those. Um, it's tough when people, when parents are really hot and, and they come in and, and they're, they want, they want blood and, you know, that, that makes it kind of tough. Um, yeah. But one thing I will say is I have found it was easier to expel a kid for something than it is to take a kid out of a contest. <laughs> so really yeah. parents get yeah. more upset about you, you know, suspending their kid from athletics than they do from expelling their kids. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, that's a sad statement, but true. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Rob, I just wanted to, I just wanted to, I read your article on LinkedIn. It's been a while ago now, but, um, and I remember it had something to do. You kind of talked about, you know, uh, parents and dealing with the situation, but you, I, if I remember right, you wrote some article about, um, you know, being, having divorced parents and having kids in the middle um, and I just remember reading that and I was, I just really, um, thought it was really poignant and had some really good information in there. So I just want to tell you that I enjoyed reading that article that you posted on LinkedIn. It's been, I think it's been a while ago now, but I just want to tell you, I really enjoyed it. Well, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. That was, uh, it was, it was a celebration of a senior night and just one. Yeah. It's one of those, I mean, it's one of those times where, again, where we're reacting, right? Like we, don't, yeah. we don't, um, uh, 
we can't plan for that. You just gotta when it's happening, use your best skill sets and uh, yep. try to manage it best you can. Yeah, I agree. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for do for posting stuff. I appreciate that. I always yeah. enjoy reading other ads that have great perspectives and and had have had the journey and understand what we're going through. And I just enjoy reading those articles that we, a lot of ads post on LinkedIn. So thank you. Yeah, that that was uh, I was trying to figure out how to use the ni AAA portal to you know to do that and and uh, yeah. my one of my friends that I run with he encouraged me to try to put things out on LinkedIn. So it was good. Yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah, that was a good situation that you handled well. Um, well, we are um, going to wrap up here. And, Rob, I'm going to pose two more questions to you. These you don't know about, so we're just going to get your, you know, honest reaction here. Uh, but they're going to tell us a little bit about who you are and kind of, again, how you got to where you are. I think you're doing a great job out there just – the little we've started to learn about you and uh, your school, I think you got a lot of positive things going. And if the three and three of us can pull together a road trip to come out for a weekend, that'd be yeah, kind of fun to do. That'd be awesome. I would. But um, Aaron might waddle with you and run, but I probably won't be able to run with you. But anyway, moped. Rob, I got who... a moped you can borrow, Todd. <laughs> Scott and I are the pace car. We can do that. I love it. That's awesome. So, Rob, who who were your most important mentors through the years? Yeah, that's a that's a great question, and and that's why I'm kind of where I am today. Um, you know, I, growing up, I always felt like I was cared for and supported by my coaches and um, coaches in the building that didn't even coach my sport, my athletic director, and and so growing up, you know those those relationships I had at school were just phenomenal and uh and that's kind of helped that helped me define my transformative purpose you know i want people in my community to, i want to build relationships with people in my community that make them cared for feel cared for and supported because that's what i experienced growing up um i had a i had a pe teacher kindergarten through fifth and then he came back uh moved up to the high school so i had him nine through 12 and uh and it was just it was unique to have you know one guy like in your life for that long and um, that was really positive. I had a government teacher. Uh, he's now since retired, and he lives in Florida. Uh, every time I see him, it's just a thrill to me. Um, he was just electric. You know, he got he took everybody in the class with all the different interests, and uh, and he he got everybody engaged. And I think that set me on fire for being an educator. Uh, just seeing how he handled and and managed all the different personalities and. And those that are really interested in school and those that weren't, you know, he was a good guy. Hmm. I think that just, again, goes back to the point of how important those relationships are in school. I mean, uh, we've all benefited from those. I think when we've talked about our mentors, they've all come from a school setting. I yeah. mean, that's just – it's no – no big secret is why we why we're doing what we're doing because we had people who did what they did and we want to model that same thing and they showed us their love for what they do and that's yeah. great yeah. so the last question is and, and you've kind of hit on this and uh but what is your why rob well yeah going back um relationships you know 
I mean, I remember being a high school kid and I'd be at school 45 minutes early walking the halls, saying hi to people and, and just interacting with people. And that is my, that's my environment. That's where I feel comfortable. I'm, I'm, if you, you know, I think if you ask if I'm an introvert or an extrovert, um, it probably depends on the setting, but you put me in a school with kids and where I can build those relationships. And, and that's, I think that's really where I uh, flourish with my skill set and, and in, level of interest. Um, so again, my, you know, my transformative purpose, I've, you know, defined it. It's always kind of evolving, but just again, the, my community, I have, I have community in that word, relationships and cared for and supported. So mm-hmm. um, my community is, I, I can do what I do because I am working in a community that I have such faith and, and, uh, and a love for. Yeah. That's great. I want to, Okay, I'm going to touch one more question on this. I, I, I lied. I've got another question now since you brought it up. But what have you done? Because going from that dean of students where you may be more involved with students day to day to an athletic director where you are not quite as involved, what are some strategies that you have used to become to kind of stay in touch with the student athlete? Because I think we kind of can lose that sometimes as an AD, if we, if we aren't careful and do something very uh, proactive to be involved yeah, with them. I, you know what? You're exactly right. And every year we have, with my principal, we have a goal action plan that we, he, you know, he puts on to us that we have to have our goals for the year and share with him. And that's one of my goals this year. You know, my first uh, few years of being an athletic director, I, I didn't talk to kids very much. You know, I was still trying to get my uh, feet on the ground and get a solid footing for, um, for just being the, you know, the day-to-day manager, basically, of being an athletic director. Um, I feel like I'm now starting to transition in more into that leadership of the athletic director role. And I'm trying to be very intentional about the relationships with kids. Um, if, if I know their name, I make sure I always say their name. You know, I want them to know if I know their name. Um, and then if I, if I don't, you know, I, I just I say hi to everybody I can um, with a smile. And uh, try try to do the best I can to make them feel welcome in our community and in our school culture, um, but it's a challenge. You know, it's definitely a challenge. I feel like I did this year. I feel like I know more kids than I have known in the six years. Um, so hopefully, it's on an uphill swing here. Yeah, thanks for sharing that and uh, taking those questions off the cuff. Well, Rob, it's been uh, great to have you on here. Um, I think you've uh, you've raised some really good things with us. You've kind of given everybody some things to think about and uh, certainly appreciate you sharing what you do, why you do it, and uh, look forward to, to just kind of following you a little bit more on social media and uh, wish you nothing but the best out there in Fishers. So thanks for being with us Thank tonight. Thank you. Thank you guys for the opportunity. It's been a pleasure. And I, like I said, I really lo- love listening to your podcast and helping me grow professionally and always get new ideas. So I really appreciate it. And hopefully I'll see you guys out in the national conference. Yeah, it sounds great. Thanks Rob. You bet, Rob. Looking forward to, to meeting you out there. Definitely. Thank you guys. You bet. We will connect out there. So everyone, no matter where you at and uh, whether you're in Indiana, whether you're in Iowa or some other where across the great nation or even around the world, uh, we appreciate you listening and uh, hope you have a great week. Good luck to everyone as your playoffs 
either start or continue. We're all kind of into that fall mode where things are kind of getting to the postseason. So good luck to all your teams, all of your activities uh, that are starting to get wound up now. Uh, just remember to keep balancing what you do between your leadership, your management, and uh, take care of yourself, take care of your family, and uh, take care of those around you. Um, so find ways to do that. Everyone, just have a great rest of the week. And please be blessed. Take care.